This is the Straight Truth Podcast, biblical answers to difficult questions from a Christian worldview. Okay, our next question has to do with um, the devil and and uh, in God's creation and, and and how we understand this in the full testimony of Scripture. So we've already done a que- we've already done a question before in the podcast about why God created the devil or, or if He even did it. So um, let's propose it this way. So God created the devil, knowing that the devil would rebel, and then God created humans in His image and said it was good. Mm. And then placed them in Eden to be tempted by uh, one of the most cunning of his creatures. Why would God do this? What in the in, in the full plan of the scripture? Why would He do this? Yeah. And uh, we have talked about Satan's work in the world before, but I, I do have a, a follow-up question as well that I'm interested in you answering about um, how Paul calls Satan the god of this world and and what that means in relation to your, the first part of the question here. Yeah. yeah, I love questions like this, Josh, because. They're great lessons for us as as Christians about about other matters outside of this question, and that is we we just have to acknowledge that there are things God has revealed, and there are things that He hasn't. Yeah. There, there are things that He tells us about because He wants us to know those things, and there are things that belong to Him that we will never know mm-hmm. about. Deuteronomy twenty nine twenty nine. That's a, a good passage. Absolutely, yeah. yep. and and so. One of the greatest disciplines we will learn as Christians is to be content with what God has revealed. And this is something we'll be mocked over, I mean, by the world. You know, we're just simple Bible believers. But now as a, as a Christian for many years and as an older man, I can tell you I am absolutely content being a simple Bible believer. Mm-hmm. So if we take the testimony of the Scriptures and we answer that question, the answer is God does everything that He does for His glory. Mm. And when we talk about God doing something for His glory, what we're really talking about is, is God making known something about Himself, mm-hmm. about His character, about His name. And so there were things that God determined to put on display about Himself that would not be possible apart from creation, apart from a fall. And that's true in terms of a fall that occurred before the world was made in the heavens, and that's true of a fall that occurred after man was created in the garden. God allowed these things for His glory to make, to make truth about God known, to put it on display. And there, there, are, uh, there are a myriad of things that God is doing at the same time. So it's not like that's the only thing God was doing. There are a myriad of other things wrapped up in those decisions God was making. But ultimately, everything God does is for His glory, and it's all mm-hmm. good. It's mm-hmm. perfectly good. It's perfectly right. So when people ask questions like, if God is a good God, why would He create right. Lucifer, whom He knew would fall, and all mm-hmm. the havoc that has come as a result? And why, if God knew that Adam and Eve would fall, uh, did He make them like He did? Why not just just you know make them impeccable from the beginning where no fall was even possible? All of those questions, I'm content to leave with God and mm-hmm. to take His simple, straightforward answer to me in Scripture, which is, Everything he does is ultimately for his glory, and it is perfectly wise and perfectly good so that the elements of of what God has done that I can't get my mind around, I'm a creature. I'm Mm -hmm. I'm not meant to Mm -hmm. get my mind around everything my creator has done. Mm -hmm. So like a child, I'll take what he's told me about it and be content with it. Okay, so... Um, so the end for which God created the world was for his glory, and you're saying like even even allowing, even, even... with full knowledge, 
and his decrees with full knowledge, knowing that he will create this being who will rebel and then tempt others to fall. It was ultimately to bring about uh, the plan of his of the divine Son uh, being being magnified, which gives greater glory to to the Godhead, uh, not only through all of human history but also for all eternity. Yes, and greater greater glory, not in the sense of giving him something he didn't possess already, but putting on display what he already possessed. Yes, okay. And, and there are things that, that happen yeah. through redemption that did not yet happen, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. The incarnation, all of that. That, that, that. that was not from all eternity. Mm-hmm. The incarnation had a beginning in time. The death of Christ happened in history. The resurrection mm-hmm. happened in history. So in that sense, you could say to bring about a greater glory. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, the glory of God is being put on display through those events. Mm-hmm. You know, what tr- was already true of God is, is put on display through those events. I love what you said when you said this is the, the you know, chief end of all things. Yeah, right. Right? Yeah. Here's why it's important what, what we're talking about to be able to embrace that hmm. simply in faith and be content with it. Yeah. Because the chief end of man, you know, what is our chief end? Why did God create us? What's the, what's the ultimate purpose for mankind? As the catechism says, the chief end of yeah. man is to glorify God mm-hmm. and to enjoy him Forever, Forever. Mm-hmm. right? And those two things are, are, are joined. Mm-hmm. Man's true joy in his existence is found when God, God's glory is preeminent in importance. When what matters most to me is the glory of God, I find the greatest joy in my life. And so it's not until I'm at that place where I can say, if God is glorified, it's good. Mm-hmm. If God is glorified, I'm thrilled. Mm-hmm. It's, it's when I'm in that place that I can know true joy in my own, in my own soul. Mm-hmm. And this comes into play in all sorts of issues. You know, when, when your sufferings mean God's glory, can you find a joy in your sufferings? Mm-hmm. When your loss, you know, ultimately is going to be for God's glory and for your good, can you find joy even mm-hmm. in that loss? It's not mm-hmm. necessarily joy in the suffering itself, sure, right. but in the yeah. purposes and the outcomes of it. Mm-hmm. Same thing with loss, et cetera. Yep. So, so sickness, mm-hmm. limitations. You know, mm-hmm. I think about older saints because my mom now is living with us, and I think about older saints who meet with increasing limitations and sure. how frustrating that can be for mm-hmm. them. Do you, do you, is, do, what you want the most in your last years, is it to glorify God? Because if he's glorified even in, in, in your limitations, so that now you have to give yourself, for example, to prayer. This is the greatest way now you can serve. You used to serve in so many different ways, but now the way he's calling you to serve is in the privacy of your home as you're engaging him in prayer. Can you find joy even in these years of limitation? So it's, it's that, that childlike simplicity, that childlike faith that says, God, I'm going to be content with what you tell me sure. about yeah. these things. Yeah. So these deep, you know, in many mm. ways, mystical questions, mysterious mm. is a better word, the devil's purpose, the doctrine, or, or the decree, rather, concerning the fall and all of that, it's for God's glory, mm. and, and that's enough. Yeah, it, it, you made me think about just Job in general and, um, and the main question uh, there in Job and how God has permitted these things to happen to Job. And then there is this kind of very lengthy 42 chapters of like endless speculation um, but at the end of the day, it seems like Job is doing what you what you have just said. I I, I give myself to you, Lord. I I can't understand. I close this. my mouth. Yeah, yeah. The the Lord gives, the Lord tes- or takes away. Blessed be the name of Amen. the Lord. 
I know that my Redeemer lives and that he shall stand. And, 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 and at the end, yeah, he closed his mouth. At the end, he's, he's shut up at the greatness and glory of God. And I wonder if that's instructive for us for discipleship even today, um, that these sort of endless speculations about this question doesn't lead us to the lasting joy that we ultimately seek. That's exactly. Right? That's so, yeah. so wise, Josh. And I love the fact, I think you made a distinction that we also want to make in, in our conversation, and that is he allowed these things to take place in Job's life. It's not that God delighted in what he allowed in and of itself. Right, that's good. But yeah. he had a purpose for it. Mm-hmm. So it's not that God delights in evil. He doesn't. He hates evil. But he had a reason to decree the fall of Satan and the fall of man. There's, there's a, a, a greater end beyond the thing itself. Mm-hmm. And in that, God did delight in. Mm-hmm. And his glory will be put on display. And mm-hmm. in that, we delight. Mm-hmm. Uh, even in the difficulties that we face. Thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Straight Truth Podcast. Now, Straight Truth is listener supported. So if you'd like to find out ways how you can help us to continue to produce this podcast, you can go to our website and find out ways to do that, straighttruth.net. At that website, you'll also find links to all of our previous episodes and our social media channels. So be sure to check it out. Straight Truth is a production of Walking in Grace Ministries, the preaching and teaching ministry of Pastor Richard Caldwell. For more information, go to walkingingrace.org.